Are you in need of some spiritual vitamin C? Well, I believe you came to the right place. My name is Kenya and welcome to Spiritual Vitamin C, my podcast designed to fuel your spirit by feeding it the word of God. So open up your spiritual medicine cabinet, your ears, eyes, and heart, and let's fill up on some spiritual vitamin C, which is truly the word of God. On this week's episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, I am going to be coming from John chapter 4, verses 3 through 15, the story of the woman at the well, and an episode entitled, Waiting for You. When I think of this story and how it is so nuanced, the grace of God, the patience of God, the love of Christ in wanting to see a person saved and that person, how they responded to him and in turn evangelized their city to where now Jesus went and lodged with them. It's quite an amazing situation because of the cultural restrictions and the taboos that Jesus broke through to get to this woman. So if you would like to hear more about the woman at the well waiting for you, stay tuned. Okay, so I am going to be coming from the New International Version. And John 4, verses 3 through 15. Let's read. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as did also his sons and livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them 
will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to come here to draw water. I really love this story. I say that every, almost every episode, I just enjoy God's word. But this story in particular, I I really enjoy. It's very nuanced. If you don't know the backstory of the history of the Samaritans and the Jews and just the culture of that, of that day, of that time, you miss a lot of, 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 of the beauty of the story. So when we look at this story, a woman who goes to draw water at 12 noon, she meets uh, a man who was resting. The Bible says that Jesus needed to go through Samaria and she meets him and they begin to talk and he tells her everything that she'd ever done. And, and so all of a sudden this amazing story of redemption takes place. So let's take it all the way back. The children of Israel, the kingdom of Israel was, was once united, right? We know that under Saul, under David, and under King Solomon. Because King Solomon disobeyed God, married like multiple women, not only that, he allowed them to turn his heart and God had already warned him about that. Um, He needed to be careful because they were going to turn his heart. Well, Solomon disobeyed God, married a bunch of women, not only just married them, and we know that there were political alliances that were the foundation of, of, the, of the majority of the marriages, but he allowed their uh, idol worship in the nation of Israel. So he was warned many times, and of course, the judgment came down that the, that the nation of Israel was going to be split in two. So we know that that was ultimately fulfilled under his son. Rehoboam. Under Rehoboam, we have two tribes, which is titled the Southern Kingdom. They go their way, and then you have 10 tribes, right? Because there's 12 altogether. So you have 10 tribes, is known as the Northern Kingdom, and they go their way. So the Northern Kingdom of Israel falls to taken captive by the Assyrians. Because of that, there was a lot of intermixing. And so what you get is, is, is a mixed race people, the Samaritans. But the southern kingdom known as the tribe of Judah, they had good kings and bad kings. And so they held on a lot longer before being taken captive by Babylon. So you have, you have the Samaritans and now you have Jews. So the Jewish people did not consider the Samaritans Jews because they were not 100%. So over time, there was just this animosity that grew between both groups. And, you know, you went out of your way to not, to not be in the company of, of, of the one. So a lot of cultural restrictions, things that, that Jews did and, and, and things that Samaritans expected, just, just, just the way it turned out because of the disdain and they're not pure Jewish. And so what you have is this woman now who is going to get water at the well at 12 o'clock. And if you don't understand, women of that day, 
when they would go to draw water, they drew water in groups and it would be early in the morning that they would draw water. So the fact that this woman, Samaritan woman, went to this well and drew water at 12 p.m., it speaks to her lifestyle. And if you were to read this story in its entirety, what you will find is that Jesus engages her and he brings up the fact that she's living with a man and and he's not her husband and, and the five that she's had weren't her husband either. So it is it is believed that the reason she went to get water at 12 p.m. was because just trying to not be in the midst of of people because she was thought lower than or a woman of ill repute. But the Bible tells us that Jesus needed to go through the not city of Samaria, but the, the countryside of Samaria to get to where he was going next. Here is Jesus coming from Judea and he needs to get to Galilee. The shortest route to get to Galilee is through the countryside of Samaria. But Jews would not take that shortest route because of their disdain for the Samaritans. They would go out of their way, take another route to get to Galilee. But Jesus waited for this woman that he knew was going to be there at 12 p.m. and he began to engage her and she was so shocked and we see it in the scriptures how are you a jewish man going to engage me a woman so that was like first taboo that jesus broke through that drew her in he asked her about drawing water he knew that that was going to lead in to the fact that if she really knew who she worshiped, then she would have understood who was standing right before her. And then she would have in turn asked for the living water. There is a lot of nuance in this conversation that if you really don't understand some of the like cultural history, you'll miss a lot of the little things, right? We know that, that everything matters. So first taboo that Jesus broke through. Actually, let's back it up. First taboo was the fact that he went through Samaria, the, the, the countryside of Samaria. Second taboo, he talked to this woman who was a Samaritan. Third, he asked her to draw water for him. And she was just completely blown away. I mean, I, I could imagine for for every part of this conversation that they had, I, I I could only imagine what was going through her head. Now, we do have insight because of some of the things she said, but it was a complete shock to her. Let's go back to the burning bush in Moses. God knows how to get our attention. He knows what's going to turn. We know that the bush, bush is burning in the desert. That's not a, a like a big thing, but it was never consumed. And that's what caught Moses's attention, right? So now... Fast forward to New Testament, the thing that's catching her attention is that it's a man. First of all, if he's not her husband, he really shouldn't have had no business talking to her. But the fact that he was a Jewish man engaging her and then asking her to draw water for him, and he knew that that would set off this entire conversation where he had entrance into her life. Kind of amazing how God knows 
what will take us to that next place. All we have to do is be willing to be engaged as God engages us. And that's how he saves us. We have not the capacity to up and say, Lord, save me. He has to give us that. And little by little, we give vent to him. So the beauty of this story is that Jesus needed to go through Samaria, the countryside of Samaria. He needed to engage her because she needed him. It doesn't matter all these, especially now in our society, there are so many taboos or so many restrictions, you know, um, what political party are you affiliated with? And, you know, we can't cross the proverbial aisle and you know, what's your ethnicity and, you know, you can't be associated with so-and-so because you're of this type. Like as a Christian, we have to cut through everything to get to a soul. I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care what your belief um, about life God is, right? When it comes to, and that's not to say to be disrespectful, but we can't let these things block us from a soul. Because Jesus showed us in this passage of scripture what it takes to touch the heart of a person. Ultimately, she was broken. She had five husbands and the one that she had was not hers. She was dead. No matter what she looked like on the outside, she was dead. She was spiritually dead. She was spiritually dehydrated. Jesus, the only one who can quench our thirst who can gain us access to heaven, who can give us a deep, settled peace that only comes from God. He knew she needed that. He broke through every single boundary that prevented him from getting to a soul. And he ministered to her. And he did that for us who know God in the pardon of our sins Jesus did the exact same thing. So let us remember these things when we meet people, know people, no matter how bad they're acting up, they need God. No matter how successful they appear, they need God. No matter their political affiliation, They need God just like we needed him and will always need him. In conclusion of this podcast episode, just remember as you go through your day, your week, God loves you and God loves everybody. And though the world wants us to focus on people's political affiliation, people's ethnicity, people's beliefs, even about God. God loves people. Jesus died for the sins of the world. Isaiah reminds us that any and everybody that thirsts come and drink. The invitation has gone out. We are the only entity, the church, in the earth that has been authorized to transact the business of heaven. Let us do all that we can to be the lighthouse 
for souls who are in darkness. The city that's set on a hill, the light that is not to be put under a bushel. Let us not be found in the way of the Pharisees, going out of our way to not have to deal with people when it comes to salvation. Let us not be found stepping over people, and I'm making a, a point to the parable that Jesus talked about, the Good Samaritan, right? Those who thought they knew the will of God stepped over the Samaritan, and it was a Jew, right? Jesus made a point to bring that parable up because he was dealing with the Pharisees, who were like the gatekeepers of Judaism. They should have seen, irregardless of who it was, because there's this animosity that existed between the two groups they should have seen a soul so let us not be found there and jesus said it unless your righteousness exceeds that of the pharisee we're in trouble they had self-righteousness they didn't have the righteousness that is through faith in christ jesus god wants to use you to wait for somebody to be a witness to whether we find them when we're just kind of sitting down waiting for something whether it's it's purposefully talking to someone about the Lord like this is what I'm going to do whatever it is let us be found like Jesus let us do all that we can to help bring a soul into the kingdom God wants to use you God wants to use me Think about how you came in. Who was around? Who helped you? Who was willing to stay and talk? When it comes to God, inconvenience is out the window. We do what the master says. So be encouraged. Keep your eyes open. Be in tune to the spirit of God so that when we do come across people, we will know not just some haphazard conversation. It may appear to be, but if we are in a disposition of prayer and we are attuned to the voice of our Savior, of our God, of our Lord, of our King, we will know. Don't shut down the conversation, but just wait and see what God will do. If you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, please subscribe. I would also love it if you would rate it and leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, life needs a dose of Christ.